بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم أما بعد وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الإيمان بضع وسبعون أو قال بضع وستون شعبة فأفضلها قول لا إله إلا الله وأدناها إمادة العداء عن الطريق والحياة شعبة من الإيمان متفق عليه البضع بكسر الباء ويجوز فتحها وهو من الثلاثة إلى العشرة والشعبة القطعة والخصلة والإمادة الإزالة والأذاء ما يؤذي كحجر وشوك وطين ورماد وقدر ونحو ذلك This chapter which we are dealing with as we mentioned previously forms a very very important and integral aspect of what we call our adab and etiquette the psyche of a muslim the mizaj and temperament of a muslim the shan of islam allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam said inna likulli dinin khuluqa he said every deen every shariat every way of life has an outstanding characteristic there's something by which you can identify it wa khuluqul islam al haya he said the akhlaq character of islam is haya shame modesty azma ibrahim devla sab down barakatuhu remember once in a bayan he mentioned something very very interesting he said that anything that you look at in shariat if it is sunnah if it can be identified with the way of life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam you will find two qualities in it anything that is sunnah you will always find these two qualities one is haya shame and modesty and the other is sadgi and simplicity and he said anything that is khilaf of sunnah anything that is batil what you have to understand my respected brothers sunnah is noor sunnah is light sunnah draws the help of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah ta'ala has promised hidayat on sunnah wa in tuti'u tahtadu follow rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we will give you hidayat manifest benefits allah has kept in sunnah and what is sunnah there has to be these two things haya shame and modesty and the other is sadgi and simplicity and he said khilaf of that opposite to that against sunnah that which stems from batil and obviously with it is zulmat darkness with it is jahalat ignorance with it is the erosion of the nur of iman within our hearts he said you will always find two things in that one is behayai shamelessness immodesty and the other is israf and extravagance if these two things if it is against sunnah and the mizaj and temperament of deen these two things will definitely be there so haya is an essential inescapable integral part of the psyche of a muslim and we find that today we are living in an environment where there from every quarter there is this drive there is this effort to erode and break down the barriers of haya and shame and modesty this 
society of intermingling, whether it's the schools, whether it's the universities, whether it's the marketplace, places of commercial enterprise, where these barriers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed for our protection, there is this drive to break this down. Haya is intrinsically linked to what we call the controlling of one's gaze. Haya of the gaze is a great jewelry, it is a great noor. And we find that ulama mentioned, they say, once the gaze is awara, once the gaze is free, then in this is the destruction to the heart. If the gaze is controlled, the world of shayateen put together cannot deviate you. And if the gaze is free, they give this analogy, they say if the whole world is full of Junaid Baghdadis, they will never be able to guide you if your gaze is free. The poison which enters through the incorrect gaze, there is no serum for it. And controlling one's gaze, Allah will give you that inner power and that inner strength which no bomb can destroy. Ulama say this, that power and strength which Allah will give you if you will learn to control your gaze, this is something that will carry you to the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will subjugate the malaika. You will get the noor of akhirat. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, famous hadith which we've heard many times. He said the gaze is one of the most poisonous of the arrows of shaitan. When you look at something that you are not supposed to look at, the axe, the effect of it definitely falls on the heart. Hadith Qudsi, Allah Ta'ala says, مَن تَرَكَهَا مِن مَخَافَتِي أَبْدَلْتُهُ إِيمَانًا يَجِدُ حَلَاوَتَهُ فِي قَلْبِهِ We want the maza and ecstasy of Allah's ibadat. We want our hearts to be attached. When we read salah, like we read Fajr salah now, to get that maza, that ecstasy that Allah has kept in his ibadat, in salah, Allah has kept in tilawat of Qur'an, in Allah's zikr. If you look at the lives of the Salaf salihin, many of them, at the time that they are leaving this world, they are crying. Maaz bin Jabal radiallahu ta'ala anhu, at the time when he's leaving the world, he's crying. People ask him, why are you crying? He said that, I will no longer be able to enjoy the ecstasy of hunger on a hot day whilst fasting. I will no longer be able to enjoy the ecstasy of the majlis and the gathering of deen, of acquiring the knowledge of deen. Now this ecstasy that Allah has kept in his ibadat, this is what we find in hadith. Allah Ta'ala says, lower your gaze, resist the temptation of looking at that which Allah has forbidden and we will give you the maza and ecstasy of Allah's ibadat in this world. We will give you such iman yajidu halawatahu fi qalbihi. Rasulullah says that Allah says you will taste the maza, the ecstasy of that iman in your heart. مَا مِنْ مُسْلِمْ يَنْذُرُ إِلَى مَحَاسِنِ إِمْرَاتٍ ثُمَّ يَغُدُّ بَصَرَهُ إِلَّا أَحْدَثَ اللَّهُ لَهُ عِبَادَةً يَجِدُ حَلَاوَتَهُ فِي قَلْبِهِ Rasulullah said, no Muslim is given the temptation of looking at the beautiful aspect of a woman and then he resists this temptation. He lowers his gaze. Except that in that lowering the gaze, Allah creates for him such a, an ibadat the, the sweetness of which he will taste in his heart. ثَلَاثَةٌ لَا تَرَاءَ عَيْنُهُمُ النَّارِ عَيْنٌ كَفَتْ عَنْ مَحَارِمِ اللَّهِ Nabi Salaam said three, three categories of people, their eyes will never see Jahannam. Allah will make Jahannam haram upon them. One is that eye which lowers itself 
lowers its gaze from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram. In any case, the reason I'm mentioning all these various riwayat, as I mentioned, is we are living in an era, a period, where there is this concerted effort to almost lower, almost change our behavior where what the animals are doing today, unfortunately, insan is stooping even lower than that. When these boundaries which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed, when they will be eroded, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of the riwayat, When haya and shame and modesty won't be there, then everything becomes permissible. Animalistic behavior becomes permissible. Today we are hearing of such things going on in Muslim homes that are absolutely shocking, mind-boggling. What is behind this is when the barriers of haya and shame are being broken down and eroded in our lives. Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala narrates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said this hadith passed also in a previous, previous chapter. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said, Iman constitutes of more than 70 or in another riwayat more than 60 different branches. As we mentioned many times previously that in hadith terminology when this number 7 or 70 is mentioned, it doesn't refer to a specific number. In other words, it denotes kathrat, that is, there are many, many branches of iman. There are many branches of iman, more than 60 or more than 70. The word found in the hadith is bid'un. Ulama mentioned bid'un is something, a number between 3 and 10. In other words, 63 to 70 or 73 to 80. Different, different branches of iman. Why didn't Rasulullah specifically specify all the branches? find that in this hadith he said the most virtuous is one thing, the lowest is another. And he mentioned one specific branch. Whereas the hadith introduces itself where Rasulullah said there are more than 60 or more than 70 different branches of Iman. One of the wisdoms behind this, not specifying all the various branches of Iman, is ulama Ikram mentioned so that the ummah is encouraged to search, search in Quran, search in Ahadith. What are the various branches of Iman? With this, that how we can inculcate and practice upon these things and bring them. This hadith, Iman is everything. And Allah's Rasul is telling us the, what are the important constituents of Iman. We find this type of thing where Nabi Wasallam didn't specify in, in other things also. For example, we are told, search for Laylatul Qadr in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. Now, if we had been told specifically which night it was, then you'll find that on that night particularly ibadat will be made. Other nights there will be laziness or there will be negligence towards ibadat. So search for it. So it was not specified to us. Like that, on the day of Jumu'ah, we find in Ahadith, Rasulullah said there is one sa'a, one specific moment when whatever dua you will make, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept that dua. What is the hikmat behind that? That the whole of the day of Jumu'ah, by not specifying which is that specific time, the whole of the day of Jumu'ah must be spent in searching for that time so that we are, in, 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 through that, increase our ibadat on that day. In the same way, we find that this hikmat found in this hadith, Rasulullah said, Iman is made up of more than 70 different branches or 60 different branches. We'll run out of time, inshallah, we'll continue.